Hello guys, welcome back to The Green Room with Jade Million. Today I have two beautiful, amazing guests. I actually wrote a little intro for you guys, so here we go. I have two beautiful boss ass bitches with me. They both modeled for Playboy, are entrepreneurs that have started their own businesses and are full-time content creators living their dream lives and looking hot as fuck while doing it. Do we agree? Dang. <laughs> what an yes, intro. Yes, we have Tawny Jane and Miss Sarah Blake. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. I'm yeah. so excited. You guys are blonde bombshells over here. <laughs> I feel like we balance each other out. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, I've known Tawny for a minute now. Like, yeah. how long would you say? Um, I mean, I've known of you for a couple of years. <gasps> you have? Yeah. Wait, good, good things or bad? Um, oh a little mixture. No, I'm just kidding. <gasps> no, no, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I've always seen like the green haired girl all yep. over Nashville. I'm like, mm -hmm. who's this new bitch here in yeah. Nashville? <laughs> so um, I actually, I'm pretty sure I started following you. I mean, probably a year or two ago. No fucking way. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, then we probably met what last fall, yeah, through the Shameless in the South. Yeah. So Tani and I did a season of a YouTube show together called Shameless in the South. And I don't know if you guys follow me, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, so that's how we met, and we instantly like clicked, hit it off. Yeah, absolutely. We're like, we're so similar. She's a Scorpio, I'm a Taurus, so just natural soulmates. And then Sarah, I'm just meeting you for the first time today. I know. I get to like come along with my cool friend. Yeah, <laughs> Tawny says great things about you, so I'm really excited to get to know you. Um, how long are you in Nashville for right now? So I'm here till tomorrow morning, okay. and then I will be back not next week, but the week after that. Got it. Okay, so. cool. Do you love Nashville? I love it. It's yeah. home. It's I know. It's always that's been I say. home. Like, so we originally, we lived here a while back and um, I actually had my son here. Okay. And I had a hair salon here. Really? Um, yes. So we ended up moving and I opened another hair salon in my hometown in Kansas and then it pulled us towards Tampa when my husband's job brought us there. So I shut down my salons. It was during COVID and everything like that. And and we moved to Tampa. So I feel like I'm coming back to the homeland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how is Tampa? Because I really want to go. I've heard good oh, things. Oh, boy. So oh. Tampa's wild. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A yeah. little bit of a different vibe than Nashville. Yes. It's like strippers. Okay. <laughs> the sounds, land of strippers. Sounds fun. <laughs> that's Wait. exactly no. why I started laughing because I'm like, oh, strippers. <laughs> um, I went, I've gone to so many strip clubs in Florida. Like I have yes. never crazy, in Tampa? no, um, more like Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah. That's the only place I've been to. Yeah. I've had crazy experiences at those strip clubs. Like one of them is called Cheetah. That's like near more Ooh. like Miami. That's like such a, I know I went there for my Cheetah. birthday, like me and all my girlfriends, <laughs> like we were down in Miami. We went to, we went a little outside of the city. Um, because sadly enough, we couldn't get into any of the clubs. They don't give a fuck in Miami if you're hot. Like they're like, no. we have a thousand hot bitches. Like in Nashville, actually not even in Nashville anymore. I was gonna the say, they don't care if you're hot anymore, yeah. guys. They they care about hundred dollar bills and yeah, unfortunately connections. Yeah, I would say. I definitely get in anywhere. In you Nashville. do because you're the fucking queen. But I mean, I've been here yeah. literally my whole life. So I just, when I started when I was 18, all of these bouncers and bartenders are pretty much the yeah. same. So wait, I yes. lucked out. Yeah. I so. remember Shameless in the South when you texted us is like when we were first getting to know each other and you were like, hey, like I have a like table at Layer Cake. 
come up. To, I'm like, oh, okay. Like she's she's like that. All right, got it. Yeah. And uh, we went up to Layer Cake. We had so much fun. Remember yes, that night? Layer Cake was so much fun. I feel I like any time that I get a table, even if it's like on a lame night or a lame venue, we just always make the best of it. My friends are the fucking best. I'll yeah. be honest. I you wanted to friends. be a part of that dog shoot that you did with the puppies for Christmas. Oh, oh yeah, that was wait, so fun. I was did do that. hammered that night. Oh, yeah, that's the last time that I got blackout drunk. You know that? <laughs> Same. The last time. Same. And, and will be the last. <sighs> I did mm. bad things that night and I will not discuss them on this podcast, but anyway. Same. That was the last time that I've been hammered i got home at 6 a.m and of course like my boyfriend has a ring camera so he saw me walk in in the morning at 6 a.m and he was like so we're because he was out of town and now he's out of town this weekend and we're we're not doing a 6 a.m or are we i'm like "Mm, we'll see we're having another girls night on saturday we're going to the music city gents strip show we're going out we're going out all day like honestly yeah, it we've might got be around too. East, we've got Music City Gents. Yeah. We've got a table again. Oh, yeah. We do have a table and yeah. it's free bottles. So I'm a little concerned for our well being. But yeah, I'll be unwell, but I will be fucking happy. Yes, same. <laughs> I haven't done that in a minute. So it's, it's, it's much literally needed. been since December, since the puppy. Yeah. I haven't done that since then because I knew that it was not good. Yeah. No, but but now I have a reason to celebrate. Yeah. Yes, you <laughs> do. And we're going to get into all of the reasons that you have to celebrate because you have a lot. Um, I want a little bit of a backstory from each of you on how you got into I, what like you guys are like models, I would say, like the modeling industry, this world of Internet and content creation, all that. So we'll start with Sarah. Um, I know you said that you moved here <laughs> or you moved to Tampa Yeah, so I moved to Tampa. I am actually moving here to Nashville because I got an incredible opportunity to host my own show uh, with Hooch Country. So that's bringing me back. Um, But I got into the modeling industry and social media content creating. Like I kind of blew up on TikTok when COVID Mm. hit and I had already like a a pretty good following um, just from like my flaunts and everything. Um, I did the Mrs. United States pageant. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So then I had all that kind of there, but I I just started really pouring into my social media accounts. And once that happened, I had a lot of people ask me if I had an OnlyFans. Yes. And I'm like, well, what the hell is an OnlyFans? (laughs) Um, I'm a mom. Like, I have no idea what this Mm. is. I'm not cool anymore. And I found out. And um, like the first day we started – our OnlyFans, I made seven grand. Shut the fuck and up. And from that Boss point on, man. it's just like exploded. Like I never expected it to be what it is. And that's really where I started to see different avenues where I could do different things in this industry and have different mm-hmm. opportunities. And I sort of capitalized on the things that I love. Yeah. So I love sports. I love college football. And I had opportunities with ESPN and Fox Sports. And I was like, okay, I'm going to run with this because this is my passion. And I get to do something that I love and have fun with. Absolutely. So I went that route. And then modeling, I went the route of like Playboy and FHM. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do like, I'm just going to do a cover. You know what I mean? Like I want, I don't want to keep, yeah, I'm like, go big or go home and, and, and really do it and, and make a name for myself in that industry, but continue to splash in other industries as Absolutely. well. So I was very lucky because I feel like I was connected with Tawny and a lot of the other girls with photographers and, and things of that nature. And yeah. 
and she's always kind of in my network and my like reference. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, Tani, what do you know about those? Right. And, and she'll be like, da, 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 da. I got this. this yes. <laughs> or, she, or she's like, okay, here's a good experience. You should go yourself and, and try and, and maybe this person will be different. So mm-hmm. photographer wise, she's been uh, like, I mean, Tani's been a, an amazing like friend in yeah, the industry agreed. as far as that Stop goes it. too, you know? Yeah. So that's how we got connected. Yes. Um, and when you say we started an OnlyFans. My husband and I. Shut <laughs> up. That's spicy. I mean, obviously you just told me that you have an awesome supportive husband and Tawny, you know, has G, which Gina from Thor. the beginning, I was like, Tawny, <laughs> um, does he have any friends? Like, I, I, know, I yes. need, like, he's from day one. I remember he picked us all up from the Shameless in the South dinner. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And you were just like, he's just so supportive and down yeah. with what I do. And I was like, that is so fire. Like, I, I don't know. And the other part of it is like, I just disagree with women um, not being their true selves and toning right. themselves down yep. and their sensuality down to please society and please a man, right? Like Iggy Azalea was in this interview and she said something that was so true about how even in the music industry, she was being sexualized whether she wanted to be or not and not making a dime from it, mm-hmm. right? Because she was signed with a label um, they would push her to be super sexy or whatever the case may be. And she wasn't even benefiting from it. So right. then when she got off the label, she took shit in her own hands, made an OnlyFans, and is doing what she wants to do on there. Um, and is, you know, not censored, creating the kind of art that she wants to make, music videos that she wants to make. And she loves it. And it's just so true how, you know, you're sexualized regardless. Well, look at Pam Anderson. Did you watch right. her documentary? Oh, I was going to bring it up. She had a really good take on that, actually. I don't know if we're to that stage yet. I don't know. No, let's over just run talk. it. Yeah. But her take on that really, because I was like, oh, that was so good. And she was like, well, did you see that? You know, you can go and speak on it. But yeah, her whole take on the business aspect of Pam Anderson, I never even thought of until she brought it up. So I'll let her speak on it. I was actually really saddened when I saw that she was taken advantage of the way she was. Yeah. She didn't realize her worth. She didn't realize that she was her own brand. Yes. So when I took, like when I watched it and what I took away from that, I I was actually just kind of distraught that she's broke. Yeah. She doesn't have any money. She didn't, you know, yes, she didn't market herself because she didn't know. Yeah. And you look at women like Jenny McCarthy who have really capitalized on themselves and said, okay, I'm going to take Playboy, and I'm going to run with what I have and make a business for myself. Yep. And she is out there, you know, crushing the game. She's doing right. shows. She's got her own alcohol line. She's got makeup now. And and she's really branded herself to where she is a forever entity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and an people, icon. Yeah, she's an icon. And people look at Pam Anderson and she is an icon herself, but she didn't get her money. Nope. You know so what I mean? True. Like there was nothing there from Baywatch. There's nothing there from any again. of that. Yeah. I never even thought about it that way until Sarah brought it up. And I'm like, because I thought the documentary, of course, was so great. Right. I was like, oh, that was so cool to like hear her story. And Sarah's like, it devastated me. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, tell mm-hmm. me more. And then when she told me all of that, I'm like, damn, you were so right. Like, yeah, she's an icon. Yeah, she's an image of the people. And like, like absolutely this person that we all look up to and you know especially in the industry but she was robbed yeah Yeah, she was robbed of who she She was really yeah and another thing that i took from her documentary um is that the most iconic people in the world are the ones that 
did things that society judged the fuck out of them for, yes. right? Like shit on them. Kim Kardashian, Paris mm-hmm. Hilton, like they were all exploited in some way that at first society was like shame on them, you right. know? And now look at what they have turned their lives into. Mm-hmm. And they're all icons in our eyes. So it's like, my thing is, don't care that, you know, maybe something isn't the normal. popular. Yeah, the normal way of going about things. Like, as long as you're staying true to yourself and you're living your truth, that's really all that matters. And I know it's hard. It's so fucking hard. It's hard for me. I know it's probably yeah. hard for y'all. It's so hard because you constantly have people in your ear. A lot of the times it is men. It is men that are above you in whatever industry you're in and they're talking down to you or they're making you feel like you have to stay in this lane if you want to be successful and taken seriously. And it's like, uh, fuck y'all, you know, like, so this is, this is another thing that I was, I I wanted to bring up with you guys. So I heard a, like men don't use terms like, Oh, I'm an alpha male. I'm a boss male. And I was thinking about this the other night. I was like, okay, so women use these terms like boss bitch, right? Or I did this myself. And and I was bringing it to my husband. I was like, okay, that's kind of condescending of us because we're saying this, but have you ever heard a male say that? Like, how are we saying this? And he goes, no. He's like, it's not condescending. He said, it actually is because you guys are the first. It's mm-hmm. not norm to have a woman be able to be a mom, be able to be an entrepreneur, be able to Run have- shit. Yes. So it's, it is something that you say now that will become normalized, but- Essentially, we're paving the way for other so women. True. Absolutely. So true. And I've struggled with this a lot being a musician. People really want to just put me in that box. Right. And anytime I try to go outside of it, following my creative passions, following my, you know, what I want for myself and my future, people get very confused and they have all their opinions on it. And to me, why wouldn't I want to build an empire? Why wouldn't I want to have five things that right. I, you know, dip my hand into. So when one thing does really take off, everything else follows suit. And I know you guys are doing the same things with your businesses and everything that y'all do. So, I mean, that's just how I look at it. seems to be difficult for some people to understand, but that's fine. You know, it's obviously working out well for you guys and Definitely For not me complaining too. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tawny, tell us a little bit about how you got into everything and yeah, where absolutely. you started. Um, so of course, as many know, if you've followed me in any sort of regard, um, I started because I was blasted all over the internet without my permission. Um, nude photos, um, which I have actually made amends with the ex-roommate. Wait, I no. met him. I met him. Wait, you just did? served me my drinks before I came here, actually. He's like, I'm the I one. I'm like, that. okay. like I know. Yeah. So so I don't know if I've ever talked about this, actually, um, on <laughs> any platform. So the person who actually used to live with me, my ex-gay best friend in 2020, who posted the photos about me, who was in a very dark spot, which I think we all were in 2020. Yeah. Um, since Shameless in the South, he has um, actually reached out and him and I have made amends. Well, that's good. So, um, I love that for you. He he just, I mean, he just kind of admitted like his, his fault. And um, of course, now we've joked. He was like, honestly, bitch, you're welcome because look yeah. what I've helped you build. <laughs> and so now it's like kind of a joke and we laugh about it. But like we were friends for years before. So it's kind of 
even though what he did was horrific. And I went through a very dark time. I can only imagine. And I mean, in, in 2020, that happened in the fall and I started my OnlyFans. And then for that whole first year of my OnlyFans and like trying to create this new image that I didn't know what the fuck to do with, um, in 2020 fall, literally a year later, I ended up in the mental hospital. And I willingly admitted myself because I was actually door dashing on the side. No way. Yeah, I was door dashing Still on the hustling. side. Yeah, wait, yeah. no, hustling. I door dashed. I talk about it all the time. I door dashed. Yeah, I was like, well, I have my OnlyFans and it's doing great. But then I started slacking on my OnlyFans because I was not in the right mental space. And so I was like, okay, well, I need another source of income, but I can't go to a nine to five. Like I'm an I'm an influencer. I'm on fucking social media. So I have to do something low key. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'll DoorDash low-key. No one knows who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did. I started DoorDashing, and one day my mental health was just at an all-time low. I had not felt that low probably since I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't wanting to physically harm myself, you know, with, you know, cutting or, you know, some of the other, you know, trigger, um, mm-hmm. you know, things that some people may do. But I was thinking about and comfortable with, the thought of me not being here mm-hmm. and how my kids would be mm. and they would be fine. You know, I was comfortable and I thought to myself, my kids will be fine. They have, you know, their dads are great. They're involved. You know, um, I locked out with that. So, and they have stepmoms, and so they would have a family unit. And if I just wrecked my car on the way to deliver this DoorDash cool. and I made it look natural, then everything would be okay. It wouldn't be that I actually did it. It would be that it was naturally a, a situation that just happened. And when I was riding through my car, you know, in my car and delivering these food deliveries, and I finally felt at peace not being here and going through the motions of what my mom would think or, you know, my brothers or my kids. And when I finally felt calm and I said, yeah, that's, that's what should happen. And I'm okay with that. I was driving home and I had clocked out from DoorDash and I was okay with dying. That's when I was like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. But it's very hard to kind of separate yourself from that feeling of being calm and okay with passing. And you've thought through all of the motions of your funeral and who would actually care. Because online doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. These fans don't actually care. They'll go subscribe to the next bitch. Yeah. You but know. they do care. But they care. after, and I didn't have any like yeah. other social media type friends. I didn't. I was really alone. I mean, I was building something that I was by myself. Yeah. And when that happened, I said, I've got to call my therapist. And I went um, to her and I said, I don't know who, do, who I need to call, but I'm okay with dying right now, but I'm not okay with dying right now. Right, right, right. So I called, she got the ambulance there. I willingly checked myself in. I spent an entire seven days at the mental hospital in Franklin, Tennessee. And from that moment on, I said, I will never allow social media or OnlyFans or my experience to define me. I'm going to make this something beneficial. I'm not going to let the hate cuz god the hate that you mm-hmm. get when you first start. Mm-hmm. It's it's trash. Yeah. I mean, the people are mean. Yeah. And when I finally was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use this to my benefit. Why am I actually doing this? Am I really trying to prove myself and show my ex-roommate like I got this or mm. am I doing this because I want a better future? And from that moment on, I've taken that 
And I said, there are good people in the influencer and OnlyFans industry that I want to connect with. Yeah. And it's brought me the most genuine people. Yeah. And it's brought me to where I am today. And I am building a fucking empire with mm -hmm. dick waffles and my coffee. <laughs> yes, and you are. With, but, but like literally the – I cannot like – say any more about my circle that I've built since that day. And when I got out of the hospital, I made it what it is now. And so I don't give a fuck what you think about OnlyFans yeah. or what I am online. I built this. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And I'm happy to be here now. Yeah. And I'm so happy you're here. Like, honestly, you have changed my life in the short time that I've known you and you're just such a light in this world that we're in. And you're always someone that I can turn to and ask questions to and feel comfortable just, you know, like looking up to you honestly and Thank taking you. advice from you. I do have a question about this experience, if you don't mind, just like yeah, talking sorry. about it a little bit more. When you were feeling like this, what do you feel like it was from? Do you feel like it was from starting in OnlyFans or do you feel like – like what, what were the feelings around I feel it? like I was in the process. Like I have always lived um, how I felt like others wanted me to live and not really in a negative way or like I was forced to do that by any means. Um, but I was, of course, raised very religiously and I was living up to that expectation. And I exceeded all these goals when I was a teenager and getting all these awards in church and mm, this, wow. that, and the other. And I just felt like I didn't really know myself. I never got to know myself as a teen or in early 20s. I became a mom really early. You know, it, well, 20 is early to me. Um, I wasn't ready to be a mom. I was raising yeah. my daughter as a daughter and a kid myself. And I made lots of mistakes with her. And so I feel like that year of, yes, my OnlyFans started but when I started that, it was kind of like I was ripping off one layer. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew with my OnlyFans, I was ripping off another layer. And I'm like, okay, well, I can be more authentically me. And then I do feel I was in a very toxic relationship. And the mental and physical abuse that I endured before my OnlyFans and then during my OnlyFans, because he was there kind of through that whole transition, mm. was kind of me – just kind of like I had become toxic myself, but mm -hmm. I had to let go of all toxicity. Right. So that was myself included. I had to remove myself from that and also get rid of him in a way. Um, and so I think ending up in the mental hospital was me shedding everything from my past. Yeah. It was really me just undressing myself to the bare core mm -hmm. and saying, I can start over. Yeah. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. And you can keep your OnlyFans because that's not really what it is, or I would have stopped that as well. Right. But it wasn't. And I got to be a different person on my OnlyFans. And if you were one of my fans that was there through that whole week, I came back to literally some of the sweetest messages from my fans that are still on my page to this day from two years ago. And those fans, they know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. It's not the sexual content. It's the connection. Yeah. Right. And I've made some of like my best fucking friends in there. It's not the money they send me. It's not, you know, the sexual content that I might send. It's the true connection. And I feel like that is a huge difference between myself selfishly and other creators. And then, of course, on my circle of girls that I've met, yeah, you two included, 
we connect with our fans differently. Yep. You offer way different stuff than mm-hmm. any of the other like automated creators. Right. You right, offer right. connection and sports and family. Like we all offer different things. And that's why I connect with the girls that are in my circle that do OnlyFans because yeah. we're not those creators that top 1% with a dude running their account. Right. I don't connect with those girls. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like that we actually offer different shit to our fans. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I really advise people with any kind of following to start some kind of subscription platform. Like I'm a huge advocate for this. And I understand that like OnlyFans, you know, the stigma around it might not be for everybody. Fine. That's fine. I just tell people though, if you're a musician, an artist, whatever, give people an opportunity to support you. Like too many people are out here struggling on the internet, trying to make a career for themselves. You don't have to be. Like if you would just allow people who love your work and support you they will to do that, like they yeah. will. And let this be, you know, some inspiration for you. There's so many platforms that you guys could use. So many, right? Yeah. I mean, if you are pursuing a career online or artistically or creatively, I really think that you should give it a try. One of my favorite music artists, Mike, he has um, a platform called Only Steve's. And I subscribed because guess yep. what? I want to listen to Mike's podcast. I want to listen to yep. what he has to say. He also does these awesome giveaways on there for his fans. Like Logan Paul had one. Tana Mojo has one. Like all these people are on board. And I'm just, I really am trying to break the stigma from right. paid platforms. Yes. Because I I think that that's the future. I yep. really, really do. Mm-hmm. I, I know a guy in Nashville who is thinking about making a platform for musicians. So like- That's awesome. Just don't be too, what's the word? Like, you know, uptight to like try that out. You Even on Instagram, it offers it. Do you feel yeah, though absolutely. like people, what I like about both of you, and I just met you, Jade, but <laughs> it's, it, you're raw. You are who you are and yeah. that's just all there is to it. So- I don't know if there is that stigma because people aren't in tune with themselves. They're not true to their heart yeah. and they don't understand themselves because if being being a mom, everything is cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You get married, you buy the house, you drive a Honda Odyssey. You know, like you there's it's just the way it is. Like yeah. I have friends who are like, "Okay, well, I need a suburban now and then or it's like, okay, we're at that stage now that I get to upgrade my ring and it's yep. – And how dare are, you be hot right, if you're right. a mom? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. How dare you not have a mom bod? And mm-hmm. and you have to wear your jeans, you know, rolled up with the Tory Burke sandals yeah. and, and everybody looks the same. Yeah. And I like so I true. will say I definitely know that there are plenty of people who like this life is just not for them right. and they enjoy yes. that. They enjoy that and life. that's okay. But there are some people where I'm like, you're real judgy and why? Like yes. for what? Is yeah. because that's I a, was. that's a reflection. Yep. And a projection. I'm right. sorry, but like any time that you're so like uh uh about something, yes. That is really like hold a mirror up, babe, because yep. why do you even care that much? Yep, you right. know? So I get that, you know, some people would be like, well, that's just not even in my realm of reality. Right. And fine. that's totally fine. That is actually who you are. And that's yes, not who yes, we're yes, speaking yes, yes, to yes, at all. And we respect you for yeah, sure. hundred percent. But if you're judging. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> if those women, like, you know, if you want that, I'm, that's wonderful. That's amazing. And I love that for you, but I want something different. And that's okay. And you and should love okay. me and respect yes. me in the same yes. way that I do yes. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 100%. And it's 
I mean, this is something that I deal with. There's just a huge difference in perspective, um, like from the older generation to what we consider right. to be normal and yeah. just run of the mill everyday shit that we see. We're we're not phased by uh, this world at mm -hmm. all. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the times I feel like a lot of the judgment comes from the older generation who maybe just they're like very put off by it and yeah. like very scared of yes of it scared you know is a good word. but what are we gonna do our whole lives like just i think it's just be getting normalized like honestly i feel yeah. like it'll get easier oh 100 percent. even um outside of like the the porn and like uh using that as an example yeah. i love how you said the porn, porn the porns <laughs> um but i have a question for you yeah because you came to Nashville mm -hmm. to build a career. Yes. But you're not a country music artist. Yes. So I would like to hear, because I don't think I ever heard, I have heard like your side of like, why Nashville? Mm -hmm. And what have you ever come to be a completely different artist than yeah. what we're used to here, to be honest? I mean, because you've got an edge and a raspy voice and you're more... I don't even know what your niche is. I don't think you have a niche. I don't no. think you can be in a box. Yeah. Which I've never really seen. And like you're succeeding. Mm -hmm. Like you are making shit happen in Nashville. Thank you. So what mm -hmm. I would love to hear kind of, I know this is you interviewing yeah. us. But I think that would be awesome because I feel like that's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we've both been through it's, some shit. But like. Right. It's very, our journeys are very similar. And that's why we connect because I feel um, like the black sheep in a lot of situations in the music same. industry. Yeah. <laughs> You don't look like a country music artist no, in Nashville. No, and I don't but you act still came like here it. and fucking hustled this shit. Yeah. So and tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think I was um I was always that way. Like growing up, I was kind of, you know, just always looked at and, and judged, right? Um, before I even understood why or and girls hated me and like all all that shit. I dealt with bullying. And it was just always um, the path for me was just kind of like walk it alone and pave yeah. the way. And nothing about my journey has ever been standard, um, run of the mill with the music industry. So I came to Nashville because I saw a lot of potential in the city. And I was like, I know that it's country music city, but I feel like a lot more is going to blossom. <clears throat> so I came here and I kind of looked at it. I'm I'm going to admit this. I looked at it like, well, if I could be a big fish in a small pond, like, why wouldn't I? You know, yeah. like, why would I move to L.A. where I feel like my personality and my goals are very similar to a lot of the girls out there? Why wouldn't I come to Nashville and be different, be different and stand out? So that's really why. Um, but also I felt safer here. I was 18 when I moved here. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was young by myself. I moved into an apartment by myself. And there was something about Nashville that felt very safe and mm -hmm. homey. Like and the home. people are yep. so fucking great to this day. The most genuine people. Like, so kind, so nice. I'm I'm going to events tonight. I have, like, zero social anxiety. Like, I'm just, like, I'm yeah. going to connect with people there, make friends. It is not that way in other cities. And I don't think that I could handle much more of that. Like, my mental health could not handle any more mean girls. I was like... Yeah. I can't even deal with it. And there's a couple in Nashville, but it's not fuck the standard. Yeah, honestly. We are the locals that love everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're that, a mean girl, fuck you. Yeah, and we take pride in that, I think. Yeah. I really do. I mean, not that I'm a local, but just 
living in this. You've been here long enough to yeah. kind of find your way though. Yeah. Living in the city. I just, I remind myself that that's the reason that I fell in love with it. So I really try to be that, but it has not been easy. I've definitely been put through the fucking ringer as far as, um, you know, just trying to make it in the music industry and also remaining true to myself and really seeing a way bigger picture than I ever initially thought, right? Like I don't want to necessarily go the traditional route with the label taking 85% of my money. Like the longer you go trying to make it as a creative, the more you're like, why the fuck would I let you take any yes. of this? Yeah, I've worked why? my ass off for like, this. <laughs> you you didn't believe in me then. Why would I let you come yeah. in now? I'm open to, you know, good management, a great a- booking agency. But sure. to add to your value. 100%. Yeah. And with social media nowadays, I'm just like more and more doing things my own way. And I have a lot of days of doubt and like fear, of course, and anxiety, but... I know that this way is going to pay off for me. I know it. Like, I know that I'm building an empire and a brand, mm-hmm. and it's much more than just music. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's what I want. And I love business now. Like, I've been forced to learn business and get into business. I asked so Sarah I'm all like, my business questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm I like, mean, Sarah. I like branding. I like every part of it. I'm yeah. like, Tawny, what do you know about this? <laughs> no, Sarah, Sarah is honestly like the queen of marketing and branding. So definitely like yeah. any branding type questions, like I'm like, okay, what can I and cannot, you know, I can and cannot say about, you know, this, that, and the other, or, you know, I don't know, anything marketing or strategy wise that way is Sarah's fucking queen of. So yeah. if you need her for anything. Yeah. Her yeah, up. absolutely. Absolutely. Do you guys feel like <laughs> what is your, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> what's your mental health states right now? Like, are you guys happy and fulfilled? Like, how are you loving how everything's going? Well, Has it been sense. worth all the hate and drama that you've had to deal with now i'm gonna cry <laughs> so oh my god oh, um, no this is an emotional one today yeah you know i i think it's really hard to answer that question because i i feel like i've learned a lot about myself lately to where i have figured out like my, my triggers and my trauma and for me like success. How do you define success? How do you celebrate the moments you have? I got the cover of Playboy and I didn't celebrate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a moment for me that was celebrated, that I was so excited about, that I enjoyed or that I took a minute to actually live in. Because after that happened, I was like, okay, on to the next thing. What's next? And, And I've really dug deep to find out that those moments, it's because I, I'm nowhere where I want to be, like as far as like where I define success or what is my true pinpoint of what that looks like. So happiness and being fulfilled. I am happy in my life because I feel like I'm extremely blessed with my children because I'm able to be the mom that I've always dreamed of having and yeah. wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm grateful for the things that are in my life. I never aspired to be like, oh, I'm going to aspire to be an OnlyFans star. Like that wasn't my dream. Mm-hmm. It's been able to give me what my dream was, is, so is that mom life. Um, and, you know, the, the added bonuses of being able to have a career now, it's fulfilling. It's absolutely amazing because I get – I have a partner in my life that I get to bring on that journey who supports me and who loves me. Yeah. So that does fulfill me. Um, but – is is all the hate and everything worth what I've had to 
to go through. Mm, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a stepping stone to really digging deep inside myself. Yeah. Like having other moms hate me. Guess mm-hmm. what? I'm going to have other moms hate me even if I didn't do this. So mm-hmm. true. So, Preach it. And I've had to deal with girls my whole entire life. My daughter's dealing with it now where she's like, oh, my God, this girl makes me so mad. And I'm like, I don't really know how to look at her and say, oh, you know, it's okay because I I look at her. It gets harder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like – You can't tell your daughter that. I don't want – I, I don't want that advice that I, I didn't have mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Just let them be me. You know, it's like, no, you are defining your life and yeah. and it's going to be there forever. The yeah. rest of your life until you die, there's going to be people who hate you. Mm-hmm. So if I could take the hate that I've gotten where I've been banned from my kids' sports, like <sighs> like I wasn't allowed to attend their practices because of girls, mean girls, are, and their games. Um I wasn't – even now, as a hockey mom, I'm not – like, I had a lady cuss me out. And I've never had a conversation oh with her. So going to those events to see my kids play and be in that moment is not fun for me, is not happiness. I'm able to provide this life for my children. But there are people out there who want to ruin that for you. Mm-hmm. So going and feeling uncomfortable isn't worth it to me. Yeah. But being able to provide – different opportunities for them as like different avenues. Like now I'm friends with a lot of the Tennessee ball players. Yeah. That, and alumni. Guess what? My kids get to go to their camps and mm-hmm. they they contact me. Hey, your kids interested in football? Yes, they are. You know, so those connections mean more to me than being able to provide hockey for my kid. Yeah. You know? Because it's it's something that will help them yeah. in life. What a battle to um with having kids, you wanting to live your authentic life and your yes. truth but also wanting to do what's best for that. Like a lot of people, you know, give up their whole lives for their kids. And I respect that and I I understand it, but they leave at Mm -hmm. some point, you Mm -hmm. know, and how much of, and I, I don't have kids. So like, I really don't know these things, but I look at my own mom and she's about to retire and her whole life was her kids and my dad. And she's like, I don't know what to do next. Like she's, she's, you know, she's lost in Mm -hmm. a way. And, um, I just, I worry that a lot of people don't, you know, make themselves a priority and they're very quick to judge people who do. You're a great mom. You're an amazing mom. Like you guys, obviously love your children. She left last night to go to uh, his, uh, her son's baseball game. And where she's getting hated on. Yeah. People don't understand like the behind the scenes. Like, yes, I was at Live Oak for a podcast for a couple hours yesterday. But that's work. But then I left and I I did. I had to go to my son's baseball game. And they don't see that – like I didn't post that. I didn't post that I left to go to my son's baseball game or I went to parent-teacher conference or – you know, I had to go. I he wanted me to pick him up early Monday because he said he got his award in school last week, so he was allowed to skip school. <laughs> so yes, I picked him up early Monday. But like people, I don't I don't post all the mom stuff, so right. they well, only personal. see this one persona of us online, right? And so they just assume that at home I'm twerking in front of my son. I'm right. Like, oh, I posted, really how this right. goes. I posted a picture of my son and I on my Twitter for his birthday. Because on Twitter, it's like, you know, yes, you can post more scandalous. And and sometimes I do turn it up a notch. But I am very, like, business savvy on Twitter also. So there's – you get a mixture of everything that, you know, that's on there. 
But I had people who didn't even follow me, like porn stars, commenting on that picture of me and my son trying to get likes and follows because of how like organically like spread it was. Like I had a a, a whole bunch of comments and likes and stuff on there from like my – my friends, my followers, yeah. people, mm-hmm. happy birthday to your son. And they're they're trying to gain that exposure, but they're exploiting themselves Which on there by so saying sick. Yeah, they're okay, saying that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> like what the they fuck? were literally was was this on Twitter? Because I feel like yes. I saw it. They so, were telling you know me how, how you awful post like on Twitter and then like the comments. Well, no, there's yes. some girls shouting themselves out yes. on your post because yes. it had so much traction. Mm-hmm. These fucking other creators are sick, like, like posting China's, their boob pics and stuff. Oh, on, on the comments ever. Oh my god. I was god. like, that's not okay. And and say, you know, you're a bad mom. You're exposing yourself. But I applaud you. No, I applaud you for being real because the the only Probably one of the main reasons, I won't say only reason, one of the main reasons I don't post, you know, my kids and a lot of mom stuff is because I know that their dads would fucking flip for one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that is probably one of the main reasons or else I would be a little bit more open about it. I probably wouldn't show their faces just because like I do have a lot of creeps maybe that right. maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I applaud you for being as real as possible and posting a variety of this is who the fuck I am. Yeah. Um, because that's probably the only thing I do kind of hesitate on just because of the pushback I would get from their dads. But right. you have the unit yeah. that allows you to just be fully yourself. So I applaud you for that. And fuck those bitches that were trying to promote <laughs> themselves on your post. Yeah, that's so crazy. weird. Like let you be yourself and post everything. Um, and, and I don't share my – like I really don't share a lot of my personal no, life. No, not at all. Yeah. Not like overly. Yeah. You know. and, and I've started to – to kind of mix that in because I'm like, you know, this is who I am and it's yeah. just really hard for me to not – to keep separating that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I, I get a lot of hate and a lot of comments about, um, you know, you don't ever post your, you know, family mom or, life yeah. or your family or your boyfriend even. And I've been in a very happy relationship for over a year now, so – um, but I don't because I try to keep it all business. Yeah, because um, it is. I shouldn't get hate from no. for that. Like that's mm-hmm. my business page and it is what it is. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. So obviously though, being, you know, yourselves online and doing everything that you guys have done has been rewarding because mm-hmm. both of you guys have started brands and companies right, from yes. this, correct? Absolutely. And I looked in your Instagram bio, I saw something about moonshine. Yes. What is what is that? So good. Oh, I should have so brought the bottle. I have my own shot? moonshine brand now. I okay. launched my own liquor line. Hell yeah. Um, she is a southern girl for sure. <laughs> I wanted made it in her backyard. <laughs> no, yeah. But I wanted to <laughs> be hot. You're in the no, backyard. No, that was <laughs> yelling it like you should do a backyard photo <laughs> with the moonshine. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah, oh, same. No, we're doing that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was something that I was like, you know what? I really want to have something that's fun that like portrays me and yeah. it's like I am kind of classy but I'm also kind of trashy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's just something that I wanted to have and I and I really it. branded out and I so I, I have my own moonshine that's now so sick love that that's amazing and then Tawny so exciting so your man Garrett he is he like the of Dick Waffles. Is he the owner? Or yes. What's the, okay. Yeah, he's the, him and Joey uh, Locker. I almost forgot his last name for a second. <laughs> him and Joey um, have been best friends for I don't even know how many years, like so long. So him and Joey started the company PM Waffles 
which was just strictly dick waffles. Right. Um, they're so cute. There's, <laughs> they're the fucking best looking dicks you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> they're the perfect size. Actually, they're a little large for me, but um, they're really good. You dip them in chocolate. You have a plethora of options for toppings. Um, they set up in the Gulch almost every weekend. Genius for bachelorette parties yes, in Nashville bachelorettes in general. love them. So bachelorettes can also now, um, the past like six months during the cold weather, of course, we don't set up. So um, they can get them delivered to their Airbnb. Um, the good thing about this is I am in control. So, um, of the bachelorette orders. So it's not these two random guys showing up your house. I'm involved with them. I make them, I go with them because I don't want the bachelorettes to ever feel like these are two random dudes that are showing up at your house. I love that. Joey and Garrett that own the company both have girlfriends or significant others, you know, um, cause I think Joey and Noel are engaged. I can't remember, but anyways, we, the, the women are involved as well. So they're not just randomly showing up at your doorstep in Nashville. So it's secure. It's safe to have them deliver to your Airbnb and the Airbnb is of course are always changing. So they're not going to come stalk you guys. Right. Um, but anyway, so the Dick waffles, um, have now expanded to vagina waffles as well. Okay. So there's Dick and vagina available on the website. So we're really excited about Love. that. We have a brick and mortar that we're hoping to open in the next couple months. Uh, We actually were just talking right before this podcast about one of the locations. Um, They have a mural on the wall where people already go to take pictures. So we're really hoping this location works out. And then you started Bouncy Brews. (laughs) Bouncy Brews is my baby. Okay. Tell us all about it. So Bouncy Brews is the first ever bikini barista shop in Nashville. I might be serving your coffee soon. Yes. (laughs) I am going to be. We are so excited about this. They are very, very popular on the West Coast. Genius again. As I traveled through photo shoots and shit, I'm like, why does Nashville not have this? Yeah. Like we have so many people in Nashville. Why don't we have bitches in bikinis serving coffee? Because we're all crackheads here. We all want a fucking coffee multiple times a day. Yep. And a sexy bitch to offer that, like, hello. I love it. My Let's dream job, it. honestly. Yeah. That sounds so fun. So we literally are in the last final stages. We have one little approval left to go. So I'm hoping to be open next week. I'm so excited. I, um, I'm a fan. And Jay's going to be there. I'm going to be working there, guys. Which, like, okay, I just have this, like, fantasy of working something <laughs> like that. Here's Tell a- me more. Um, Let's make a custom video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the truck, like serving coffee. I, okay. I just think it's so fun. Like, I think it, it's like, I see these girls who are like cart girls and bikini baristas on TikTok and stuff. And they're just chilling in their bikini, looking so cute, serving coffee. Like sign me up. Yeah. I'm a morning person. So good. Like, and I feel like it's going to be like, my main thing is of course, I want the girls to have fun with it. Yeah. I want them to be themselves. I want them to have their fucking tripod with their phone if they want and make TikToks all day. I will be. I want this to be so organic and good for their brand as well. Whatever they do. Yeah. And so, of course, naturally, you have to be there. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, hey, 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 I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. If you need me, if you need me. Um, I'm so excited. I was at the truck the other day. It's stunning. It's bright blue and two beautiful tits on the front of it (laughs) um, in a bikini. And I was like, this is going to pop the fuck off. This is going to be in downtown, you're thinking? Yes. So we actually have two different – I actually talked to them today before I came in here. Um, A couple of the parking lots literally as close to Broadway as possible because I want to be able to – 
also give back to my service industry friends because they are the fucking shit. Yep. They take care of us when we go out. I want to take care of them with coffee in the morning to open up their shifts. Um, so I want to be close to Broadway and as early as possible. I mean, some of their shifts start at nine or 10. So I would love to be down here at like seven or eight for managers yep. that come in and deliveries. And I want to do all of that. So I think one of the parking lots um, behind Jason Aldean's okay. is where I want to be. Um, so yeah, so I just talked to them actually today. I think we will have that locked in. As soon as I get this truck going, I don't think it'll take four weeks for me to get yeah. this dialed in. As soon as that one's running smoothly, I'm going to open at least five by the end of the year. So that is so incredible. All over. And you guys are doing all of this all from the business that you built online, which is so incredible. Absolutely. You guys are your own investors. And that's what I'm trying to do as well, because there's just so much power in that. And you you get to keep everything that you've worked so hard for, everything that you've dealt with, you know, you get to control your life and your situation. And I just think that that's so fucking awesome. So I'm really excited for you guys. I really, really am. This has been one of my favorite podcast episodes yet by far. You guys were truly, truly amazing. I think anyone who listens and watches this, it's just going to completely open their minds and perspectives. And like, I'm really excited for this to be out in the world. And thank you guys for real. Thank you for for pouring your true selves out there and, you know, being, being unashamed. I really appreciate it. Um, Go ahead and plug yourselves because I'm sure people are going to want to follow you after this. All of mine is tawnyj.com. Just go there. All my socials are there. Oh, my God. That's so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have the sarahblake.com, but I have um, the Sarah Blake on IG and then Sarah Cheeky one on Twitter and the Sarah Cheeky on TikTok. So she's ridiculous. cheeky. I'm just uh, very <laughs> cheeky. You said verycheeky.com. Oh my God. Well, make sure to go follow them, guys, and definitely keep a lookout for Bouncy Brews, which is coming soon. Woo-hoo! I'm so excited. And the show that you're going yes. to be doing, which is yes. um, Nash Life Trophy Wife. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this. I know I did. Um, make sure to please subscribe to the YouTube channel, you guys. We're really trying to grow the show. So that helps comment what you liked about the episode. And also leave me a five-star review on Spotify. Nothing less. Um, because, Nothing less. Because <laughs> we deserve it, you know? Um, but I hope you guys like this. And I will talk to you guys next week. Podcast comes out on Thursdays. So just be looking out for it. I love y'all. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.